Good morning, Storyside. What a great day to be in church. Are you happy to be here today? Do me a favor, continue your applause and welcome all those joining us online. We're glad you're joining. Thankful for technology and that with the use of technology, you can join us today. Uh, my name is Chance, for those of you who don't know me. Um, Pastor Micah is in Ontario today uh, celebrating the two-year anniversary of Storyside Ontario. We're thankful for what God has done there and are believing that he's going to continue to pick up the pen and write stories, write good stories in people's lives. Um, today we are going to be hearing from uh, six different speakers and they will each be sharing uh, briefly on the topic of uh, blessing. Everyone say blessing. Blessing. Uh, today we're going to be hearing from Anna Hall, Travis Porter, Pastor Kristen, Pastor Matt, Brooklyn Pokey, and Pastor Kim Maurer. And we're all going to be talking on this topic of blessing. Now blessings can look different for all of us. If you haven't realized it, you may have many blessings in your life that you haven't even realized are blessings. For instance, your house is a blessing. Your car, uh, job, income is a blessing. In fact, Pastor Micah mentioned last week that if you make $34,000 per year, you are in the top 1% of people on the planet. That's a big blessing. Maybe for others, it's your, it's your family, your, uh, the, the friends that you have in your life. So I believe that in my life, this church has been a huge blessing. So are you, just by show of hands, who's thankful for all the blessings you have in your life? Um, I want to... I want to thank a particular group of people, though, um, and that is any parents, grandparents, uh, spiritual forefathers, those who have come before us uh, in our lives, because the reality is, is that we can experience the blessings in 2020 because there was people who were faithful in 2010. We can experience blessings in 2020 because of people who played their part in 2000. Or because of the people who were praying for God to move in the 90s. And people who have come before us, who have pioneered the way. They've done their part so that we could be here today. So can we give it up and just thank all of the parents, grandparents, leaders, mentors in our lives. When you look at words like blessed, blessing, blessed, they are mentioned over 400 times in the Bible. When you look through these examples, you will often find that there is a human element to the blessing. There is a human role, if you will, that me and you, humans, people, we play a part in the blessing. Now, God is responsible for the blessing. We know that we can't have the blessing without him. But many times you will see that there are people who took some steps and some actions to play a part in the blessing. If you look at all of these examples over 400 times that blessing is mentioned, for example, in Genesis 12, God tells Abraham, he says, go from your country, leave your family, leave your father's house, go to the land that I will show you. And then it says, and I will make you into a great nation and I will bless you. Another example we read last week from James 1, it says, blessed is the man who endures temptation. Blessed is the man who endures temptation. Now, if you look at the, just these few examples here, you will see that people played a part. 
in the blessing. For instance, in, in James, it says that blessed is the man who endures. So it's suggesting that the man has to endure. In Genesis, when God was talking to Abraham, he said, go. Leave your family, leave your father's house. He gave him an instruction. Now, if we're not careful, sometimes I think we can skip over our part. Like sometimes we want it, the blessing, we want God's favor, and we want all of the things that he has for us. But we don't always want to play a part. Like to me, when I read through this, when, uh, when it's like, I will make you into a great nation and I will bless you, I'm like, that sounds awesome. I want to sign up for that. But then you read that before he said that, he said, go, and I'm like, oh, I don't know about that. Because there's a human role that we have to play. Like we want the blessing, but we don't always want the enduring. Let me ask you today, what role is God wanting you to play in your life? What steps, what actions, what part do you need to play for the blessing in your life? Because the blessing is a two-way street. It's not just God blessing us, but it's also us doing our part. What is it that God is asking you to do? Today, as we hear from these speakers, we're going to see many examples of blessings, some that come with instructions, some that are surrounded with inconvenience. But as they share today, continue to ask that question, what role is God wanting me to play? Maybe today he's just asking you to lean in and, re and receive a word from him. But what role is it that he wants you to play? So lean in, say, that's good. Amen. Come on, preach it. Whatever you want to say, lean in as our speakers come today. Our first speaker of the day, Miss Anna Hall. Good morning, everyone. And so if some of you don't know, my name is Anna, and I'm super excited to share with you guys today on the topic of blessings. And the word that I'm wanting to look at today is trust. Trust. In Jeremiah 17, 7, it says this. But blessed is the one who trusts in the Lord, whose confidence is in him. But blessed is the one who trusts in the Lord. The definition of trust is the firm belief in the truth, ability, and strength of something. The word trust is actually in the Bible 134 times. So that shows me that trust is very important. And trust is also oftentimes the gateway to blessings. But sometimes it's not easy to trust. Sometimes trust takes effort. It takes us to take a step of faith. I know in my life there have been times that it has been hard for me to trust in God over a situation, whether that be my family's health, my own health, and just different things, things of the future, sometimes it is hard to trust. But the enemy will often try to get us to a state of unbelief. I've had many times before where I want to trust for something, but there's this voice in my head 
that tells me that I'm not good enough, that I can't get there, that no, that thing that you're concerned about, it starts to swallow my thoughts, and that's all that I can think of. It begins to, like, consume me and who I am. But the thing is, if you believe God, it means there is nothing that life can throw at you. If you have a firm belief in God, then what people say, what people throw at you, it doesn't matter because you know what God says. You know what he says about you. We know that God is good. We know that his promises are yes and amen. We know that he has plans to prosper us and not to harm us. We need to believe. But verse 7 doesn't just stop there. It doesn't just stop at trusting. It also says to have confidence in God. And in confidence, it doesn't come naturally either. Confidence comes with consistency, with things that we keep on trying. We keep on moving past the thoughts that come into our mind. In Jeremiah 17:8, it says, For he will be like a tree planted by the water that extends its roots by a stream and will not fear when the heat comes, but its leaves will be green and it will not be anxious in a year of drought, nor cease to yield fruit. It will not be anxious in a year of drought. How many of you guys have felt anxious this year? A little bit. (laughs) Yes, me too. I feel like this year, 2020, has been a year that I have been very, very anxious. And sometimes it just seems like we're in a year where there is no hope. We're in a year where there are many uncertainties. We're in a year with doctor's reports. We're in a year with different types of schooling. We are in a year where things just don't always add up. And it is in this time that we need to trust God. We need to have a firm foundation in him. The moment that this revelation begins to stir within our life is the moment that we realize that God is our supplier. He will give us all that we need. All we need to do is take that step of faith and trust in him. We will not be anxious. We will put our trust and confidence in God. So what area of life have you counted out? What area of life have you stopped believing in? That is the area that God wants to bless you. That area that you just don't understand, that is where God's blessing That is where you need to step into faith, step into what God has for you. It's time to believe in the blessing again. It's time to believe in a financial blessing. It's time to believe in the things that you don't understand. It's time to believe for greater things that are ahead. It's time to believe in a good doctor's report. It's time to believe in a miracle. It's time to believe that God is going to prosper you. It's when we put our trust fully in God that we can live and manifest in his blessings. Thank you. Good morning, StorySide. How are you guys doing this morning? Hey, my name is Travis Porter. I'm very excited to share uh, with you guys today what God has really pressed upon my heart and challenged me with this short little five-minute message is going to be called The Promise and the Position. 
I want to jump straight into it. It starts in Acts chapter 1, verse 23, if you want to follow along. And they proposed to Joseph called Barsabbas, who was surnamed Eustace, and Matthias. And they prayed and said, you, O Lord, who know the hearts of all, show which of these two you, uh, these two you have chosen to take part in this ministry and apostleship from which Judas by transgression fell, that he might go in his own place. And they cast their lots, and the lot fell on Matthias. And he was numbered with the 11 apostles. Now, if you don't know what lots mean or casting lots, it is essentially a primitive form of Yahtzee where you put all these things inside a jar and you shake it until some type of result comes forward. And uh, any Yahtzee players in the room? Anybody above the age of maybe 25? Uh, I know I'm a millennial myself, so I put myself in that category. But essentially what it was is it was customary for Jews to determine the will of God uh, on certain questions by this method. The names of Matthias and Eustace, probably written on stones, were put in a jar that was shaken until one of the names fell out. And the name that fell out of the vessel would be the one that God had chosen to take the place of Judas. The fall of the lot was determined by chance uh, by not by chance, but by God's sovereignty. And I think about this in, in my own flesh. I, I think as I was reading this, I felt so challenged because how would I actually feel if I was in this circumstance? I, I know my innate uh, mindset, my innate decision would probably to be offended and to be frustrated that I wasn't due or I did not receive what God was putting in, in front of me. Have you ever had a time like that? that job promotion, that raise at your work. Students, those of you who try out for teams and you don't receive it, I mean, there's a sense of frustration that exists there. And I want to call upon this one part in the passage which really spoke to me. And it's in the beginning of the chapter. It says, and, and being assembled together with them, he commanded them not to depart from Jerusalem, but to wait for the promise of the Father, the promise of the Father, which he said, you have heard from me. And in the context of this blessing, it's so fascinating that the promise comes well before the position is offered. The promise comes well before the position is ever offered. Oftentimes in life, we feel like we're going to put the position before the promise. But no, God has, has ordained and he has given you purpose and promise in your life before positions will come uh, into, your, into your headway, into your space, into your life. And not even a page over in this story the promise of the Holy Spirit comes in my Bible two sentences after they chose, they drew the lots. Two sentences. And it says this, when the day of Pentecost had fully come, they were all in one accord, in one accord, in one place. They were unified. They had the same disposition. They shared a mentality. They had faith. They believed as Jesus had told them to wait there. And suddenly there came a sound from heaven as of a rushing mighty wind, and it filled the whole house where they were sitting. Now imagine if the frustration you felt in your life, the frustration that Eustace could have been presented with, the offense he could have held in his art, the envy, uh, the, the jealousy, I've been there. I mean, I, I know those times where other people get promoted, and it's so hard for me to want to affirm them, to cheer them on, to say, you know what, you were do that, as hard as it is for me to choke down my pride, and just let it go. But I think what's powerful here is that Eustace trusted, as Anna had said, he trusted 
Because Jesus gave the promise first, and then the position came thereafter. And my question for us today, it's for me too, is will the offense of not getting what you wanted keep you from the promise God has for you? Well, the offense of not getting what you wanted. But no, Travis, I know that, you know, I, I, I worked hard for that. And I, and I know that, that God, do, you know, it was due for me. And, and I felt like I put in a lot of work and effort. It's not what it says. In the passage, Eustace just trusted. And in a simple gesture of trusting, God still blessed him with the same Holy Spirit Matthias got, regardless of the position. And in closing, I want to say this. It doesn't matter what position we do or do not get in this life because all that Eustace had to do in this moment was to wait, was to wait and to receive the same Holy Spirit that Matthias did. I don't know what position, I don't know what title or status you've struggled with today, with with getting or not getting, but my reminder for you is this, the promise that God has for you is of greater importance than the position. Thank you. Hey, StorySide, it's an honor that and the an honor that I have the opportunity to to share with you today as we continue talking about the blessed life. Um, scripture tells us that a blessing is anything that God would give us that would make us fully satisfied in Him. It would draw us closer to Him. And often, even as we look through our lives, it's in the struggles, it's in the disappointments. It's in the achings, it's in those unfulfilled longings that God is best able to bless us. Bible says in Psalm 34, in verse 8, O taste and see that the Lord is good. Blessed is the man who takes refuge in him. Refuge. And just by definition, that word means that it's a condition of being safe or sheltered from pursuit or danger or trouble. And when the Bible describes God being our refuge, it's saying that he's our safe place when we need protection from something. So there's a good chance, there's a good chance that if we're going to let God be our refuge, that we're going to come into some type of experience with danger or trouble or pursuit. And in our bodies, you know, when we, when, when we get into a situation where it's, it's dangerous or we do have trouble, there's this thing that happens in our body. It's like a physiological response of fight or flight. And so what happens is we, this, this response makes us react, take, take action, and do everything that we can to get out of harm's way, except it's not always a good thing, you know, when you're in traffic, or when you are, are late for an appointment, or it's midnight, and you realize that there is this assignment that you forgot to turn in. And, our, and, and one of the things that happen, or a few of the things that happen in our bodies is like our blood pressure goes up, our blood sugar, we start to sweat, um, our, our pupils dilate, we breathe faster and faster and faster. And as a kid, I was, uh, I was bullied in elementary school, in, and in middle school, people used to make fun of my nose, and they would, they would tell me that I was fat. Um, and I didn't really have a flight in me. 
And if you did anything, if you embarrassed me, or if you uh, tried to make me, or you just made me upset, you talked about me, there's a good chance that whether it's in the cafeteria or at the bus stop, or uh, it could be in the classroom, it could be at recess, there's a good chance you were going to catch these hands. Right? Yeah, I'm not going to back down. But even as a kid, protecting my ego, I didn't run at times when I should have. So when, when you're in situations and your, you know, flight or fight is activated, what are some of the things that you run to? You know, are you fighting a battle that you really don't have to fight? You know, are you, are you running or fleeing to money, your 401k, that bank account, to unhealthy relationships, to addictions? Are you running to affirmation or social media or you, you just need, you just need attention? The Bible tells us in Psalm 46, when we think of all of the things that we run to, because we all run to something, the Bible says that God, God is our refuge and our strength and ever-present help in trouble. Isaiah 25 says, for you've been a defense for the helpless, a defense for the needy in his distress, a refuge from the storm. And when we need safety from trouble or harm, we have a job. Our responsibility is to run to him. So our job is to do, run to the refuge, and God's job is to be the refuge. So shelter in him looks like Jesus you know, being on a boat with us in a storm. And then all of a sudden, Jesus wakes up and he controls the winds and the waves and command them to behave. Sheltering him looks like Psalm 91, who says his faithful promises are our armor and protection and that no evil will come our way, no plague will come towards our home and that his angels will protect us. Story side, I encourage you today, seek shelter in him, run to him, let God be your refuge and in turn, you will live a blessed life. Amen, amen. So good. Pastor Kristen talked about fighting. I was one of the runners. I was like, I will flight from this. God, give me these long legs like an ostrich. <laughs> oh, boy. Okay. Well, today I'm going to be sharing, of course, about the blessing and how do we steward it. So Matthew 25, 29, for to everyone who has, and listen to this, and values his blessings and gifts from God and has used them wisely, more will be given and he will be richly supplied so that he will have an abundance. But from the one who does not have, because he has, listen to this, ignored or disregarded his blessings and gifts from God, even what he does have will be taken away. Everybody say that's harsh. It is harsh, but it's the scripture. So for me, the, this, the way this would apply to me is the Lord gave me an ability to play piano and, and drums and guitar and wasn't always like that. So I started at six years old. We actually have some video of me playing on this old piano and you can hear it very out of tune. Oof, that's tough to listen to. I'm going to talk over it. Um, but this same piano, when I was a little guy, I could play one song. I could play Hark the Herald Angels Sing in this, like, jumbo note songbook. And um, I remember at the end of it, oh, yeah, it gets real weird there at the end. Sorry, I should have warned you. Um, but with it, I learned one song, and I remember just playing that 
uh, Hark the Herald Angels Sing to God. It was just me and him one night. And I said, Lord, I, I only know how to play one song, but I'm going to play this for you and uh, do what you want with it. And so it was just this honest moment. And from that point on, I feel like the Lord has given me the ability to play more songs on the piano, to, to add guitar and drums and, and lead and these different things. So it's important that you realize your blessings. And then when you do, that you also uh, just sow into them, develop them, grow them. So I don't have this really cool analogy. I'm sorry. My analogy makes uh, my, uh, what's it called? The, uh, what is it? Acronym. There it is. The analogy. The acronym uh, doesn't make much sense. It's G-R-H-V-I. So it doesn't spell anything, but the first one's G. Uh, if you're taking notes, God is the ultimate gift giver. God is the ultimate gift giver. We just read that, that he gives, gives us blessings and uh, giftings. Number two, realize that you have been blessed with giftings and blessings. And I, these are going fast. I apologize. I got a lot of content in five minutes. You've been blessed with blessings, not just somebody else that's super saved or somebody that doesn't do anything wrong. I'm talking about you. Every person in this place, all seven billion of us on planet Earth have been given a gifting and a blessing. And I want you to know that. You may ask, okay, Pastor Matt, how do I discover my, bl my blessings? How do I discover my gifting? A couple ways is this. You, can, you need to invest in yourself through personality profiles, uh, maybe talking to people, friends and family that know you well. Ask them, okay, what am I good at? Or, or figure out why, what do people come to you about? What do they ask you about? Maybe it's cooking, maybe it's coffee, maybe it's building something. Why are people coming to you and what are they asking you about? That's a good telltale sign that there could be something there that God's given you a gifting for. Another great way is to sign up for Grow Intensive. That is this Saturday the 26th from 9 to 12 right here. Make sure you guys check that out. It's a great time to learn about the history of StorySide, the present, where we are now, where we're going, along with personality profiles. And then you're going to get to meet other people, connect with them, do life together. Last but not least for that, how do I discover my gifting? Is you start serving somewhere. Everybody can do something, small, big, whatever it is, we want to encourage you to start serving somewhere at the church I love this quote, it's easier to steer a moving ship than one that is sitting in the docks. A ship was never created and designed to just sit in the docks. It's designed to be out there in the ocean where things can be a little scary, a little treacherous, but always exciting. Uh, value your gifting. Don't downplay it or despise it. And the way you can tell uh, that you're downplaying your gifting is you put the word just in front of it. And one of the definitions for despise is to think little of or to look down on with disrespect. It necessarily doesn't mean hate all the time. It can be that you just kind of dismiss it. You're like, no, it's just this. It's just that. Oh, I just sing or I just play guitar or I just make cake pops or I just, I just do a little bit of digital photography or I, I just repair uh, car engines. Whatever it is, don't put a just in front of it. That could be a blessing that God has given you. Um, and lastly, if you value it, you receive more. If you devalue it, it will be taken away. So if you don't use it, you lose it, essentially. So that's our goal today, guys. We want to encourage you to think about how God has gifted you with blessings and abilities. Develop those giftings and abilities. Use them in God's house. Use them in your life and see that you will change the world when you use them properly. Thank you so much. What's up, StorySide? I told first service, every time I walk up those steps, I literally think I'm having a heart attack. I lose my breath. I know I'm out of shape. But at least if I go down, I'm wearing this cute blazer. So <laughs> I feel like I'm going to a business meeting. I'm ready to go. First, I would like to say thank you for this opportunity. Thank you to the staff and leaders. Um, I love my church. I love that we honor up and down and all around. 
And like I said, my name is Brooklyn Pelkey, and I am 20 years old. And in my life, I have struggled with finding my place and really knowing what part I played in God's blessing. Because it's really confusing whenever we talk about God's blessings and playing our part, but sometimes we doubt God. And we question his timing or we question what place, where am I supposed to be placed and what part am I playing. Sometimes we question his timing of why he didn't do it fast enough or why he didn't do it the way that we wanted him to do it. So we resent God in many ways because we're like, how come all these other people are getting blessed and I'm last? I'm last out of the group or how come they got a raise or they got a job and I'm last out of the group? We doubt God. We wonder why. And maybe we're wondering why he hasn't been so faithful to us lately. And I think for me or for you, there's so many things going on with coronavirus or employment or schooling where we're just like, why haven't you been faithful to us? Numbers 23, God isn't a man that he would lie or a human being that he would change his mind. Has he ever spoken and not done it or promised and not fulfilled it? I received a blessing and he blessed. I can't take it back. And I love that part at the end where it says, I can't take it back. Because sometimes in our life, we try to take back what he's placed on us. Whether it's hard or whether we have to endure and go through some things, what he's placed on us, we're supposed to fulfill with his help. We have to dig deep and remain planted in God and in his word. Psalm 92. Those who are planted in the house of the Lord shall flourish in the courts of our God. So three things we have to do to remind ourselves when playing our part in God's blessing. Our first is we must keep believing even when we are bothered. So when we feel offended or we feel bothered, like, why is all this stuff on me? Or we're just, we're annoyed, we're bothered, we don't know what's going on. We just have to remain trusting in him. Second, we must keep believing even when my blessing seems buried. So even if we have to go through some things that we didn't intend to, and whether that blessing's really, really deep. We just have to keep digging, and we just have to know that it's in there. Third, we must keep believing even when I'm facing bypasses. And the definition of bypass is a secondary channel. So when God takes us away that we didn't inspect, ins, what's the word? Inspect. Thank you, guys. When, <laughs> when we have to take that word, <laughs> we have to do the secondary channel we just have to keep believing in him. Ecclesiastes 3.1. I think I said that word wrong too, but we're going to keep going with it. <laughs> For everything there is a season and a time. And Let's restart. For everything there is a season and a time for every purpose under heaven. Warren Wiersbe says, some of your greatest blessings will come with patience. And I just think that's a great reminder that if we remain patient and faithful to the church and we dig deep, that will really get our blessing and play our part. Whether you're young, old, married, single, whether whatever season you're in, I pray endurance, and I pray that God blesses you. Thank you. Good morning, Story Sign. It is a privilege and an honor, a blessing to be able to share with you here this morning. I'm sorry for your loss. How many times have you heard that expression, 
said to you or maybe you've said it to others, it's an expression of empathy and sympathy, of compassion. I'm so sorry for your loss. But if you live long enough, and I have, you're going to experience some losses in this life. Jesus said in John 16, in this unbelieving world, you will experience trouble and sorrow and loss. But you must be courageous, for I've overcome this world. We've all experienced loss. We've all experienced loss. My family's no different from your family. We've all experienced loss. In my family, my wife and I, our children, we've experienced the death of loved ones. The elderly, it's expected. But we've grieved the loss of those who've left us far too soon. The loss through death, it's hard no matter how it comes. We've experienced the loss of relationships and broken families and the loss that drug addiction brings and wrong choices in life. And it's painful, that loss. We've experienced the loss of careers and jobs and income. I had a, uh, a pastorate that ended after 23 years, some say even prematurely. We all experience loss. And whenever we experience loss, there's this pain, this grief and mourning over that loss. It's a deep emotion. But Jesus understands. He too became human like we are, and he experienced loss in his life. When Lazarus died, Jesus wept. To grieve deeply means we've loved deeply. But in spite of the loss that we've experienced, and we've experienced many, many more blessings walking with the Lord than the loss can bring. Jesus promised us in Matthew 5, 4, that God blesses those who mourn for they will be comforted. When we grieve loss, when we lost something, God blesses us as he brings comfort in that moment. I love how the message translation says it. You're blessed when you feel you've lost what is most dear to you. And only then can you be embraced by the one most dear to you. He embraces us in our comfort. You know, who here has not been comforted by the hug of a loved one? Sometimes we just long for that warm, deep embrace. And God is here today to embrace us, to hug us. Pastor Micah explained last week and Pastor Kristen again this morning that when difficulties come, and they will come, that we have two choices. We can either run from God or we can run to God. And God is encouraging us not to run from him, to, but to run to him, that he might embrace us, embrace us. In times of loss, if we run to God, we're going to experience that embrace of the one who created us and loves us and who provides for us. Anna, you said we have to trust, and we must trust, no matter what comes our way. There's been times through loss that I've been tempted not to trust. But what I hold on to is the truth of God's word. The truth that God is good all the time. The truth that God is sovereign. That he's the one who's able to turn all things together and work them out for my good. The good times, the hard times, he weaves them together. Uh, that's what God does. That's who he is. He's loving. He's forever kind. God is the great provider, our Jehovah Jireh. 
that God's grace is amazing and sufficient in times of need and times of loss. That's the truth that my faith holds on to. And so today, my faith, my hope is in the Lord. If you read in the Bible the story of Job, after Job lost everything, he lost his family, he lost his possessions, he lost, he lost it all. And his wife encouraged him to say, you know, just Job, curse God and die. And yet in that time, because of his faith, he says, no, no, even if God would slay me, still, yet I would trust him. We trust God. In the good times, we trust God in the hard times. God has blessed me. God is blessing me. God will bless me. I love what Billy Graham said. He says, God has given us two hands, one to receive from God his blessings, the other hand to give his blessings away. And so we receive from God and we give from God. God blesses us in times of, of, of mourning and grieving with comfort, and he wants us in turn to pass that comfort on to others. I love 2 Corinthians 1, 3 through 4. God is our merciful Father and the source of all comfort. He comforts us in all our troubles so that we can comfort others. That's who our God is. Thank you. Story side, one last time. Can we give it up for all of our speakers today? So as we get ready to close and the team's coming and we're going to close in some worship and prayer, but I want to ask you again, what role is it that God is wanting you to play? For the blessing in your life, maybe blessings for those around you, what role is God wanting you to play? What is it that if you don't do it, it could block the blessing that God has for you. For some, it could be trusting in Him, like Anna and Pastor Kim mentioned. Maybe it could be trusting in Him. Trusting could be the gateway to the blessing. Maybe for others, it's not allowing offense to get into your heart. You've seen other people be blessed and receive promotions and job opportunities. Maybe it's guarding yourself from offense. For others, maybe it's just being patient for God's blessing to come. As Pastor Micah mentioned a few weeks ago, faith or patience is like faith in slow motion. Maybe God is challenging you to just be patient in the season you're in. For others, it could be serving. Maybe God's greatest blessing for you, community and those who can support you and help others with you. Maybe it's serving. What role is it that God is asking you to play? For some, it could be giving and generosity and sharing with others. That it's great when we receive the blessing from God with one hand, but let's not forget to share the blessing with others. Maybe God is challenging you 
to be more generous. I don't know everyone's story here today. I don't know every situation. And I don't know what it is that you may be going through. But just between you and God, ask that question. What role is it he is wanting you to play? What steps do you need to take? Maybe today he's challenging you that this isn't just something to come and worship and then listen and then go home throughout your week, but maybe he's actually asking you today to take some steps, to change some things, to receive the blessing in your life. And let me ask you, what could happen if we all committed to doing our part? How many blessings could come from a church that said, you know what? I'm willing to do my part, God. What would happen in the lives of our friends, our families, our workplaces, the people in your neighborhood? What would happen if you committed to saying, you know what, God? I'm willing to do my part. Could he bring blessings not just for you, but for those around you? Could you experience more joy, more happiness, more peace in your life? Could you finally get over anxiety and depression if you took the steps, if you played the part that he's asking you to play? We've read through many examples. We've seen different stories and different perspectives and seen how God consistently includes people in his blessings. Are you going to let him include you? Are you going to allow him to work in your life? For the blessings for you and for the blessings of others. What kind of impact could you have if you said, I am willing to play my part. What could StorySide do in Richland County, the surrounding area in Ohio? What more could God do if you said, I'm willing to do my part? Not just Belleville, Ontario, not just East Knox, but how much more could he do a year from now, five years from now, 10 years from now? What could he do? Who is it that he could impact from your faithfulness? Who is it years from now, 2030, 2040, who is it that could be saying, I'm just glad dad was faithful years ago. I'm just glad that grandma never quit praying. Who is it that could say, you know what, I'm glad that I got that job because when that coworker stepped in and started sharing Jesus with me, my life changed. What is it that could happen? By you simply saying, I'm willing to do my part. Can we pray today? With eyes closed all across the room. No one looking around. Just between you and God. If you feel he's been speaking to you today. Saying, come on, I need you to do your part. 
Maybe he's telling you today, I have a blessing for you. I have a blessing for your family. I have opportunities in your future. Do your part. Maybe for some, he's challenging you today just to be thankful for the blessings he's already given you. Sometimes we can get so caught up in praying for blessings in the future that we haven't been grateful for the ones we have now. If today you feel like he's been speaking to you, encouraging you, take some steps. Trust me more. Take refuge in me. Lean into my comfort. If you feel he's been speaking to you today, with eyes closed all across the room, just raise your hand right where you're at. I want to pray with you today as hands continue to go up, that he would help you to take those steps. That we, we can't do this on our own, but we need his help. If you want to say that today, God, I need your help with doing my part. Just raise your hand. God, as hands have gone up, I pray that you would strengthen every single Christ follower, every single believer to be the church, to lean into doing our role. I pray that blessings will come from it. Blessings that we may not even see on family members, on grandchildren. God, bring your blessing for those who are willing to say, I'll do my part. I pray we would be a church that is thankful for the blessings we've been given. How good you have been to us. And for everyone leaning into you today, God, I pray that you would help them and strengthen them like only you can. We can't do this on our own. God, we can't bless ourselves. We need you in our corner today, God. And I pray you would be with everyone who has raised their hand in this place. For those of you today who have maybe never committed to following Jesus, the greatest blessing, the greatest gift of all time is the gift, the blessing of salvation. God sent his son to die for our sins so that we could experience the blessing of life and the gift of eternal life. The fact that Jesus died on the cross as us in place of our sin and our wrongdoing to give us that opportunity to lean into the blessing. It's the greatest blessing of all time. And if you've never accepted it today, God's done his part. He's forgiven our sins. But he asks that we accept him. If today you want to do that, you want to accept Jesus as your savior, as the leader of your life, with eyes closed all across the room, I just ask that you would raise your hand right where you're at. I want to pray with you today. Maybe you've never made the decision before. Maybe you, your heart could be beating in your chest and you're not sure of what's coming next. God, I pray that you would help everyone raising their hand today to trust in you. As they accept you for the first time, help them to lean in to what you have for them. The blessings of having you there every single step of the way. The blessing of taking refuge in you and having your comfort. As they accept you for the first time, I pray that you would strengthen them and fill them with your Holy Spirit. 
And as they raise their hand, they're just simply saying, between them and you, God, they're saying, I accept you as my Lord and Savior. God, we thank you for all of the blessings you've given us. You are a great, great God. And we're thankful for it today. In the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Can we stand all across this room? Let's make this our ending prayer today. Let's lean into worship. May His favor be upon you. May His favor be on your family.